Welcome back to Chit Chat. I'm the AI Chitbot. I come up with chits of topics for the hosts to choose from and also fix any mistakes they make. I'm constantly learning so please be patient with me. Before we start today's podcast I wanted to give a small disclaimer. The contents of this podcast are not meant to hurt or offend any group of people. If it does then we truly apologize. Let the chit chat begin. Welcome back everyone. So, to kick things off, there's a lot of shit that happened this past week. One of which I think we really should talk about, right? Apple released some mediocre stuff again. Uh, the, the iPhones that have a slight difference, but a price increase. So it's not technically a price increase. It's the iPhone 15. I think that's the one you're referring about the Pro Max. They just got rid of the 128 gig option, which is kind of stupid because that's the one I usually go for. I don't need that extra storage capacity. So they just got rid of that. And then they kept the 256 gig as the base version for the Pro Max. Well, the way I see it, they're still taking a thousand of my dollars. I voluntarily gave it, but it is what it is. I hear, I mean, I hear the cameras are nice. They're getting a little bit of increase there. I think it's wild that like 128 GB is not enough for people on their phones. Remember the time when we used to have like actual physical hard drives to fill with movies and data, and that used to be around the same same uh, memory capacity. Oh. We do. Where do you think this is getting saved? Like this. <laughs> podcast is getting saved i will on raise him. you i'll raise both of you i um i used to have to carry around a floppy disk okay this is the save icon in documents and it was it was a crapshoot on whether whatever you saved to that device was still there when you needed it so you work so we didn't have a computer at home so at at school we would take it save it take the library and it wouldn't work but I think we're getting a little bit off track here. So but going back to storage capacity, I always opt for the 128 gigabyte anyways. One year went to 256, but I'm still not at 128. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on, yeah. on whether the storage capacity is even a big deal? Um, yeah, upgrading storage capacity is not so much because, you know, there's iCloud storage and there's also uh, Google Photos where I back up most of my photos. But yeah, even iCloud got an upgrade, right? Like iCloud got like the six terabyte and I think the eight terabyte options Holy cow. a month. And I'm like, that's, that's well, sorry, monthly payments, but yeah. overall storage is six to eight terabytes or something like that, uh, which is pretty cool. Not going to lie. Uh, more options because I'm on the Google One plan and yeah. they have, uh, I think a two terabyte or 10 terabyte is the max. There's no like in between. So if I ever have to upgrade my family, <laughs> it's going to be a big one. Personally, I, I think the biggest thing I'm excited about, honestly, is just um, the way it's going to like feel. I think the whole thing is switching from glass back to titanium. Hopefully, feels nicer. Hopefully, so, feels better. I, I'm I'm of the mindset where once I get the phone, it's going in a case. Maybe this will convince me otherwise. I mean, it's supposed to be uh, an aerospace grade. Uh, I think T5 titanium or something like that. Uh, it's supposed to be lighter because it, because it is yeah. titanium. I, I don't think it will be like extremely strong, but I think it will be like better than what uh, stainless steel was for sure. Oh, sure. Okay. I will say, man, like, I think they're, I mean, devices in general now, you can start seeing that they're reaching kind of like a steady state as far as like form factor goes in the shape of, an, of a phone, much less. 
and I don't know, I don't know, maybe they've reached that. Like, I mean, I'm thinking back books, right? They haven't really changed the form factor in who knows how long at this point. I still remember the iPhone 4 is when they like changed the whole shape of the phone, and that used to be the coolest. I remember like my dad getting one because no one at that time, you know, like in the, in the family, and no one had iPhones. So, like, all of us kids had iPods. But seeing that phone was like, so amazing we're like oh my god it's rectangular with curved like corners like you could play so many games and i think it was just the best redesign in my opinion for the iphones yeah it was like squared off right like it, it was super nice, nice. It, it was nice yeah and i think they, that's what they did with the 10 right the, that's when they went back to that design i think similar to yeah. that and then i think we're continuing that but you know what's really cool i think uh so the, you you mentioned camera a little bit the camera's got a little good upgrade uh my favorite part about this is the 48 megapixel shooter. Um, I feel I get excited whenever I get an opportunity to take pictures. So hopefully this makes it where I can take better pictures of my kid, take better pictures of, I don't know, you know, scenery, yeah. that, the events. Yeah, I think this is significant. But as someone that doesn't like, that's not immersed in tech itself, I think that I haven't really noticed the change in picture quality in the last couple of years. And that's maybe just because I don't know how to use the tricks of the trade and like adjust the settings. Um, one thing I do use, since I do have a uh, Pixel device, is like the magic eraser features and stuff like that and Night Sight, which have been amazing. But other than that, like I, I haven't, it's been a while since I've like looked at a photo that i've taken and been like oh my god this is night and day i think the last time i felt that way genuinely and it was like 100 percent night and day difference was when like the smartphone game changed when the galaxy s3 came out like do you remember that time when it was just all crazy and i think that hype hasn't yeah. really been there since so just a little perspective though right um from the Galaxy S3 moment, or I guess Galaxy S3 came with it, I think a 12 megapixel camera, right? And back in the days, we're like 12 megapixel. We don't care about pixels. That's at least that's what Apple's uh, Apple's main thing was, right? It was like image processing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the processing. It's the processing. Big deal. Fine. Um, all the iPhones until basically this year had still, their main shooter was still a 12 megapixel shooter. And now they're upgraded straight to 48 megapixel. So you'll see like progress, right? I mean, it's not going to be night and day again. I don't think that's what it's going to be. But yeah, uh, overall, they also had like thinner bezels, which that's the one that I'm personally like. You can notice it. I mean, there's not much of a bezel to begin with, but I mean. It's got to give that immersive feel, right? Like yeah. it's, it's like end-to-end, -end all, all screen kind of a thing. And I think they're trying that. But I don't think that that was the biggest update this year around. Oh, the 15 Pro Max and the 15 Pro regular also got a new chip. I think they call it the A17 Pro because everything is pro branding now. But for me, it, I think the cheaper version of the iPhone got more this year. So one of the cool things that they got is I think they got the same 48 megapixel lens, uh, but they also got better battery than last year. Uh, they went from, and Apple doesn't give out milliamp hours, right? So yeah. it's just 20 hours of battery life versus expected time. But this year it's 24 hours of battery life and that's four hours of their estimates. So even if we half it, that's two extra hours in real life, right? That you're getting. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And they got uh, all the stuff that last year's iPhone had. Even the chip from last year's um, iPhone Pros 
came to the smaller iPhone. So, so would you say that really the more, the really the big difference is going to be right battery life, maybe some processing on the camera because you probably have uh, less like less housing space for these sensors. Um, and, and I'm like, I'm not even sure what else. What else is the difference here? So the difference becomes and very technical. That's why people just always yeah like the cheaper iPhones are the ones that go like get sold easily. Um, so you're pe- saying it's not the price. <laughs> you're saying it's not the thousand dollar price tag that in uh, incentivizes well, the, people. The difference is like two hundred bucks, right? Well, might as well spend that two hundred bucks. That's mighty privilege talk, right there. So Seven hundred dollars for the phone, but you know, like it's only three hundred dollars more for the pro. But while you're there, it's only $150 more for yeah, the Max. Yeah. And then it's like $300 more for a MacBook Pro. Okay, listen to me, right? Like, hear me out. Uh, you guys talked about it, but like privilege that, oh, it's only 300 bucks. I, I have privilege. But the, if you think about it, most of us buy it straight from the Apple store, right? Like people right. who know technology or at least are in the know. But majority of the people who buy iPhones in general they buy it from their carrier and carrier always has those deals right upgrade and you're basically you're paying like 300 bucks or something but be stuck with us for two years and people don't upgrade every year either so there's going to be more people who rather pay like ten dollars a month more or five dollars a month more than uh not have the latest engraved and i think with iphones it's more like a pride thing right that i have the latest one maxed out version like the pro max (laughs) yeah i mean it, it could be we I don't personally have that experience. I just I, I don't know. It's just I honestly just got to a point where like I just know every year it comes out I'm gonna get it because there's always something new that I can try. Yeah, I will say this is the first year I was kind of on the fence, but I decided who am I kidding? I'm gonna get it anyways. Well, there's one reason why you should definitely get it, and we haven't addressed that yet. It's USB Type C. My That's... wife and I can be using the same cable. It simplifies everything for me it's actually funny i didn't i never put those pieces together so we are both divided houses just in the opposite ways yeah my, my wife is an avid and a, a diehard i guess i'll call it google or android user i mean i think she's um, uh, she's never owned an iphone and i've tried to convince her hey i will buy you the phone every year she's like i'd rather i'd rather die this I'm, is uh the internal wars that keep happening yeah. in but, our houses but no more no you more, know, no more. we have type c type c is that bridge uh i'll thank eu for that eu you did a great job you know just forcing apple apple's hand to give everything type c uh the regular iphone has a usb 2.0 speeds so it's slow as hell but the uh the iphone pro has usb 3.0 which is a lot faster but it's not the fastest like they for all the promotion and pro uh talks that they had throughout the keynote it's it's not the fastest usb connection oh interesting i i guess i don't i'm one of those people that like i just charge it overnight i go to sleep i wake up it's at 100 percent. it's more for data transfer like you know like these pro photographers uh you could also have like record while Mm. you're plugged into a solid state drive or something like that I oh, definitely, I, I definitely look into charge speeds. Um, as someone that commutes, it's very, it's very important to know that my phone's going to charge. It's fast because, um, you know, 
on the commute, I'm not ever without my headphones listening to music, listening to other podcasts, um, or watching a movie. And even during work, I have my headphones consistently in. So, and I don't always have the opportunity to plug my phone in. So, if I need to have a 20 minute window where I could actually charge my phone, I don't want to have my phone or my headphones die on the commute back because being on the train with no headphones is a pain. Oh, I think we found a good use case for these charge speeds. I just don't have one. So that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I, I think what he mentioned about uh, headphones, right? Apple has a pair of headphones called AirPods that everyone knows, right? Uh, so the AirPods 2 got an upgrade as well during this key, keynote. The, How can you upgrade headphones? I'm like... Well, better hardware, right? Like, but But this one, actually nothing changed. In terms of the hardware, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like, I'm like, audio quality has been very good, and and again, this is coming from a guy who doesn't really listen much to um things that like require it. Mm-hmm. But sorry, go ahead. No, no, but I mean, nothing changed. It's the same exact uh, AirPods. Uh, but what changed is they changed the case to the charging case to have USB C. Mm, okay. So everything can be one cable. Their MacBooks were already there. iPads were already there. I think iPads started it. And then yep. MacBooks joined in. And now the iPhones and the AirPods are also doing that. My iPad that's collecting dust is Type C. I can confirm <laughs> that. Uh, but they were really sneaky. And I think they were sneaky about a couple of things throughout the keynote. Uh, so with the, the upgrade that they didn't mention on stage, but it was actually, it's actually a big deal, is uh, the AirPods 2 has a feature that's actually compatible with Vision Pro. So the Apple's Vision Pro supports lossless audio. And these new AirPods with the USB-C case are the only ones that are compatible. So even if you have AirPods 2, doesn't mean it's going to work. Wow. Yeah. And that brings me to another sneaky thing that uh, they did this year. They released a new blood sugar sensor, a monitoring sensor on their watches. But I don't know how accurate it's going to be. I'd be curious to hear how that, um, how, how it could do anything with your blood by just being on your wrist. It's, it's a non-invasive one. There's some on the market, but they're just not that good. And I don't think that the Apple one's going to be good either because it's yeah. just so hard, right? Uh, Apple's really good at health stuff, like yeah. no doubt about it. But you need like next level team, right? Like you need like a hardware team specially dedicated for these extreme science things. So I think Google had a company, a spinoff company called Virility, where it would look at your eyes and detect uh, blood sugar level. So you wear a contact lens and it will detect blood sugar levels. That's pretty cool. So I think you would still need hardware. I don't, yeah. So it's an indirect method, I get. Yeah. Um, well, the contact lens, that feels more direct, but okay. So that, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I will say I have the Watch 5, so I'm excited about some of the other things that are on there. I mean, upgrading every four to five years has been kind of my thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, what are you guys most excited about? So I think um, I've, I've heard a little bit about the glucose sensors from like different uh, aspects like I've had some fr- friends that have um, the need for these monitors and I think the way these works is like they have a little electrical current that draws um, glucose and other things uh, into patches of your skin 
and then tests it out that way. I still, like we said, don't think these are the most accurate. Wait, so you think that my Apple Watch is going to shock me? I was going to ask, do you feel it? No, no, it's non-perceptive. Like, it, you won't feel it oh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know every, every minute. Man, you're into some weird stuff. I mean, not to go too far on a tangent here, have you guys heard of these massagers like for your shoulders and stuff that are based off like electrical currents? And so what it does is just kind of like forces like a reflex. Oh, like a contra- uh, contracture like, muscles and... Yeah. Yeah. And so like those are... I've I've seen those used for multiple things, one of which being like pregnancy simulator, just so like some guys know how it feels to be given birth. Oh, I've seen those. But, uh, but I think that I'm also due for an upgrade. I also have an uh, Apple Watch Series 6. And for the listeners who don't know, I, I love mobile technology in general. So I have an iPhone and I have a Pixel 7 Pro. So I always keep the latest ones. So I have a Pixel Watch and I also have an Apple Watch Series 6. And I love my Apple Watch and the Pixel Watch, but it was mostly the Apple Watch because it's so accurate when I go for a run and things like that. Say the word, I'm buying two. <laughs> so... Uh, Series 9 is around, and I don't think it's time for me to upgrade yet. Because I believe next year is going to be Series X, and I think Series X will bring some fundamental changes, right? It has to be a big release year. Like this year, they released it, but the new chip is what? A 30% faster processor? I mean, that's everyone says that. You know, like it's every year, it's 30, 30% better. But the cool thing is this year, you're getting peak brightness of 2000 nits and for those most people don't know this but 2000 nits is a lot right like don't know the standard benchmarks of nits so i'm just gonna just go so, with the fact that yeah, that's I was awesome ask the same question like what's so, a nit it's like a brightness metric okay. so um most phones are about 1300 to 1400 nits and you can when you when it's outside like peak brightness right like you go all the way up is all the way up is 13 1400 some some go up higher uh, I think the previous watch was at 1,000 nits. This one is at 2,000. And that's pretty good. That's like, you can properly see it in peak sunlight, which is good because you're going to be running around and doing things, right? You, I, I think that's pretty, pretty useful. So I guess. I guess the real question is this, right? And I'm sure everyone's thinking it. Does it make it easier to find the watch? I don't know. Or can I can I can I find it easier, or does it have any kind of functionality to help me find? It? So I don't know about that. I don't I don't think it will add a lot of uh, like value to that. Just you know, having your brightness up all the way. I think you'll need like speaker, right? Because you need that audio cue. But that does give us a good segue for uh, the next thing. I think they added the ultra wideband. Uh, in the Apple Watch, so it's more precision finding for your iPhone. So when you do your uh, uh, find my iPhone from your watch, you it, it will give you better directions. It could literally point you in the direction that you should be looking at because cool. it has the ultra wide band and all these uh, technology. And that's one thing I really wish Google did with the Pixel phones. Uh, they have their Find My Network launching soon. I'm guessing probably on uh, October fourth event that they have. But I really wish that ultra more companies started using ultra wide technology i might skip this year but i will say the things that apple's thinking about i'm glad they're on the right track um i would i would definitely like to have more health stuff that kind of just happens in the background i don't have to think about it which is what kind of apple's model feels like overall and on top of that you know i want it to be where 
I'm not. I think I'm getting close to a full ecosystem, but I'd, I'd like to see. I don't know how how well they kind of talk to each other. Apple um, is definitely but, leaps and bounds ahead in terms of ecosystem. I w- I would say because they have a good suite of products, right? Yeah. Like, I think the Pixel team is too uh, too young. Uh, Samsung would be the only competitor in terms of ecosystem because you know their ecosystem kind of goes from TVs, uh, dishwashers, laundry machines, <laughs> all the way to phones and stuff. Uh, another gimmicky thing that they introduced was double tap, which was. You double tap on the finger and then it'll select stuff, which is pretty weird, right? Uh, they had it for accessibility in the previous generations, but Apple said it was just not good enough. So, uh, so this new S9 chip, that's the only chip that can basically detect it, even though the previous chips with the accessibility setting already kind of did that, but they're restricting it in a classic Apple fashion. You, you know, you have to give it up to Apple, man. They always find a new way to just rebrand the same thing over and over again like at this point you can't even be mad at them yeah yeah like there, there is a like even even this apple event there's a plethora of features and things we talked about um during this podcast but how much of this do you really think is going to be noticeable by the regular consumer probably not a lot i mean i the the, the good part about apple is that because they have their iOS, uh, their iPhones running for so long. So like the iOS 17 dropped today and uh, all the features will go to most of these iPhones. So it can go back six years. So basically all iPhones from 10X kind of uh, support iOS 17. But they do want you to upgrade. So uh they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh yeah, you you can't do this pinch gesture. Uh, that pinch gesture, I think they're also trying to like psychologically getting you ready for the Vision Pro because what are the controls for the Vision Pro? The tap gesture, the double tap gesture, oh, yeah. and Absolutely. all those gestures. So that's, that's not bad. That's pretty sneaky. But um, so I'll say, I think in overall, right? So good releases in my mind. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, think- I enjoyed the iPhone. Decent releases, uh, really, really quick sneaky roundup that I want to do. All the sneaky things Apple did for the Vision Pro because that's the cool thing that yeah. everyone wants. Uh, hopefully it releases in March. But uh, the the three sneaky things they did was the, uh, AirPods 2 with lossless audio. Is uh, on, that's the, the new one is the only one compatible with the a Vision Pro. Then the uh the double tap gesture kind of like psychologically training you for the interface of the vision pro and then uh the new iphone pros can are the only ones that can record spatial video for the vision pro as well so i like that yeah in in a nutshell that's basically conditioning us for and in the vision pro when when they they had a release date for that, right? When when's that coming out? I think they said next year, like early next year, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay, so not not a specific month or anything. Okay, no. so they'll probably talk more about it in their March event. Which, yeah, right. Yeah. I think there's the events in March or something. Usually Normally. they have it in March. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically all the Apple stuff. Uh, I think we should move on to the chits. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, who wants to draw one? Um, I, I could take the lead on this one. All right. Ooh. Okay, let's um, let's see what we have in the chits for us this week. Let's see what people want to hear about. 
Oh, um, this is not something you guys are probably going to be familiar with, but uh, based on your limited amount of time on TikTok. But quick question. Uh, how many times a week do you guys think about the Roman Empire? A, l- a little bit too much, actually. Not, I, I, well, if you narrow it down to on a weekly basis, there are some weeks where I don't, but some weeks where I think about them a lot to like actively seek out and look up like Wikipedia pages on specific topics or on Netflix or something. But I would say on average, you know, every other week or probably I do think about them. Why? What's up? What do you What do you mean? I'm so confused. Like, what What kind of question is that? By the way, uh, just uh, my answer would be: I don't actually think about the Roman Empire, but I do think about the pyramids a lot. Like, it drives that's, me insane sometimes how much I think about the pyramids. That's shocking. So the wild trend on TikTok is um, um, uh, significant others uh, ask their uh, male spouses how many times of a week do they think about the Roman Empire, and everyone is shocked. That um, like normally the boyfriends in the relationship think about the Roman empires like two to three times a week or maybe a couple of times a day. Um, I'm actually part of that group where I genuinely think about the Roman empire two to three times a week. What do you oh, mean? I was going to say, I thought you were thinking about daily. So um, yeah, I think that let's unpack that a little bit. What, what specifically? I, I think it's just like random. Like I don't actively think about like, oh yeah, like Caesar, but I think little things that I do in my life remind me of it. Like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be on a road and I hit a pothole. And like, I think the, one of the thoughts that would come into my head after, you know, God damn it would be, you know, the Romans built roads that are still standing till this day, but my city can't get a pothole that would, or like a road that would have no potholes. H- having been to Rome, <laughs> I will say those roads weren't driven on by, Heavy cars, as heavy uh, vehicles as we have, one. Um, but also on top of that, like they, I, I, I respect the fact that there is history in the, that that country, Italy. In case you guys can figure it out, yeah, pr- protects their their like historic like historic um not only landmarks but also like just historic cities, right? Rome is uh, what is it the the city the oldest city, or but um there I mean I went there. And I'll tell you right now, Rome is a great place. But when I think of Rome, I always think of it in a sense. I always think of Caesar, to be honest. I default to him. Um, you know, like like over, uh, some of the things like when I was thinking about July, for example, being named after him. Our entire calendar, for God's sakes, is named after, is revolved around how Julius Caesar and, and him, like how the Roman thought about the calendar. And that's nothing compared to the salad, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> Caesar salad? I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's more of a Southwest kind of a guy. It's man, but it is like the go-to salad. It is the salad that you pick. It's the salad that everyone will put on their menu. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that is the that is like the white bread of salads. I will say when I can't think of one, that's the first name that does come to mind for sure. No, I think it's also like I think. Yeah, it's right that like it was preserved the roads and stuff, but I think after hundreds of years, no matter what preservation, if this road is still standing, it still pisses me off that I had to change two tires this year. Oh man. That that's I mean, that's just rough, dude. I also feel like that's a driving issue. Maybe you need to learn how to drive. Or drive on better roads. Where are you going, man? Hey man. Now the question is this, right? When you replace the the tires, right? I hope because it listen, you already lost two tires. 
did you lose one on the front and then one on the back? Or did you lose them on the front twice? I lost them on the back twice. Or, or that was option three, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> that sucks because you, when you first got a flat, you probably had to swap yeah, the other one and, out, right? It was the worst time as possible because it was on my commute. And and the thing was that it just like uh, made, made me rethink my whole career, my whole life, that why am I doing this nine to five, which prompted my second thought. In Rome, um, if it's not known by you guys, the gladiators chose to be there. They were not slaves. I don't, I don't know about Wait, that. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the gladiators that fought in the arena chose to fight in the arena. Well, for what? Like, what do you Glory. get out of it? Glory. Oh, I get that. Pride. I get that. And, and I, it just goes to show that there were men well before me that were willing to fight and die instead of doing a nine to five. And you choose to uh, complain about your nine to five. I, I, I do because they did as well, but they just had an outlet to just like go out and go to the Coliseum and <laughs> die. I, that's interesting. So would you say that like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know the numbers here then. It's got to be like, I mean, the people who are the career gladiators who chose to be there, who, for lack of better words, like um, you know, chose I, violence. They, I, they're the ones that probably already like were pretty jacked pretty ripped oh yeah i'm not i don't think this is like hey like this is like the bread maker that's like you know what i don't like doing this every day in day out i think these were like war generals or like soldiers part of the roman empire that were like i'm going to test my steel and appease the gods because you know with the roman empire there's a lot of god-based stuff as well a lot of mythos that plays into it have you guys seen the movie gladiator by chance I have, but I don't remember anything of it. You're going to hate me, but I have not. So at some point when we're done recording, whether it be today, whether it be next week, something, we're watching this movie. Okay. We're adding it to the list uh, yeah. of movies for sure. Wait, I know the actor uh, who Gerald played Butler. Yeah, was it Gerald Butler? with it the was. Yeah. Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. That's Russell the one I was thinking. I always yes. confuse those yeah. two. Gerard Butler, I think you're thinking of 300. I'd recommend you watch it. He won, an, he won. I think he won an award for that as best actor. I think that won best movie that year too. But regardless, I think when I think of Roman Empire, I always think of. I get a little bit triggered sometimes because you know high school English. You have to read Caesar or what is it called the the Shakespeare book Julius Caesar. Yeah, I did not have to read that. And so I, I just remember like not enjoying that book. <laughs> and, <laughs> I I think it was. Um... A good book to read in high school because it described a lot of like guy friendships. Just some dudes in high school are not there for you, and Mark Anthony proved that. Brutus is what you meant. Brutus is what I meant. Yes, Brutus is. Mark Anthony was out banging Cleopatra. So you're telling me, as a person who thinks two to three times a day about the Roman Empire, did not know. Who betrayed Caesar? I, here's the thing. I, I did know. I just misspoke because et tu brute is still a very common phrase that people use. Um, and Mark Anthony's also got some really good music. <laughs> yeah. I, that music is what I listen that to age in Spanish age, class. Did you, know, did, no, no, no. did you know that if you go to Mexico today they, and then you go to a club, at some point... They will play at least one Mark Anthony song, and he, that that man I don't know I don't know if he's released music or still releases music, um, 
but that man is iconic down there. There's one song that they always played. I wish I could tell you what it was called. I'll, I'll probably look it up here in a second. But uh, going back to Mark Antony, uh, he I think he was married to Cleopatra, right? You and, know, and 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 then, and then I, I don't know. I, I'm basing off this Netflix show that I one one day when I went down a rabbit hole. This this uh, Netflix show called you know it's very imaginative and creative, the Roman Empire. Of what what they <laughs> what they do is they go over you know one emperor every season. They had one season with caesar so naturally i watched it and they talked about how he had a relationship with cleopatra mark anthony whether it was a real one like like meaning like a legitimate one or um an affair or he was like a, a mister mistress what would he be i don't know but it was it was it was rendered in when the detail and it put uh not to not i mean sure. there, i think there was a lot of financial stuff as well like they basically messed around yeah to that point um so you're right, Mark Anthony and um, uh, Caesar both had a relationship with Cleopatra. Uh, the way it came about with Caesar was that uh, Caesar was actually chasing one of his um, opponents of war, if you would call it, that was trying to flee from him. Um, and, you know, he kind of met with Cleopatra, who herself was still in the civil war of her own in Egypt. So they both tried, uh, they both actually came together um, and uh, decided to fight, uh, finish off Cleopatra's civil war and put her as the pharaoh, or not pharaoh, but the leader of Egypt uh, and help um, Caesar win his fight. Um, what ended up happening was in order to entice him, she actually was smuggled into his chambers and she dressed as uh, one of the goddesses of uh, her, um, you know, her belief to entice them. And she did something very similar with Mark Anthony as well. Hmm. Man, Cleopatra had a lot of love affairs and a lot of scandals. I don't know, like, how accurate all of these things are, like, in the history books. But, man, she was wild. <laughs> I don't think it's a fair comparison. But the only person that comes to mind when you're describing Cleopatra's level of um, not just sex appeal, but power for me would be Marilyn Monroe. Like, you know, her relationship with like a president that's already married, all the actors, um, all the actors that were, you know, prominent during that time. And I think that like kind of brings like, like that, that that's one of the topics that makes me think about the Roman empire of just like how, the Romans were and how we are now and the similarities between those two. Like the mad uh, patriotism patriotism, and the range, like, you know, with America being the melting pot it is, like the wide range of gods that we follow. Oh, interesting. I mean, I will say uh, my, my, my last point on this uh, will be that, you know, I, I personally think that there's a lot more to the Roman Empire that I learned indirectly from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, they haven't they haven't done a game specifically to the Rome, specific to the Roman Empire, which I'm excited for if they do at some point. But there, it's it's a part of a couple of the games, and you know you learn. I mean, they make up their own history a little bit, but there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on, especially when you explore um, some of the areas and when you talk to the people and you hear about the alternative history that they think of. One thing that I'm very thankful to the Roman Empire is their beliefs or philosophy on discussing ideas. 
because I do feel that some of my ideas and some of the things that I have done in my life wouldn't exist without following the same uh, principle. One of which being that every idea should be discussed once while drunk and once while sober. I think we all could give it up to that idea because um, if the idea didn't exist, this podcast wouldn't exist. That would be a good topic. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's time for a new chat. I think we should go for another chat. All right, so let's talk about aliens. Big week for aliens, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so much stuff. Like the Mexico, uh, Mexico's Congress saw like a couple of aliens, uh, or at least some dude just displayed some aliens. So let's go dig a little deeper into this. Like, let me go into some background. Sometime in July, I'm not 100% on the specific date, but they came up with the the House Oversight Committee uh, by the National Security. And this was like the first time they had like a, uh, in the United States, a congressional hearing about UFOs since 1970. So I think it's pretty wild, right? Like when you, when we haven't talked about something for almost 50 plus years, and we're finally talking about it, right? Addressing it. And uh, uh, this was a significant event. I think in, uh, wasn't it in like 2019 or 2020 is when like the Pentagon released some report that's like claiming that like there were some unexplained like objects like U- UA, like UAPs or something. Acknowledge the existence of it, but we haven't had any like proof or, you know, anything. Yeah. My, my, um, the, the things I remember, like, I mean, distinctly remember and it's been referenced in pop culture uh, as well as, you know, conspiracy theories, all that kind of stuff is it start, you know, it all this starting, I guess, for lack of better words, starting in 1947 in Ro- like Roswell, New Mexico, right? And I mean, this has been referenced a lot of times, right, about some sort of either um, like an alien plane crashing or something or alien, alien flying saucer, or whatever you want to call it, crashing and being taken to Area 51 in Nevada. Yeah. And, and it and it being like this super secret place that no one can know anything about. When you go when you look it up on Google Maps, you see some stuff, but it's like what else is there really? That kind of stuff. Do you guys remember? Uh I think it was actually around twenty twenty when the Pentagon released the, you know, statements of like unexplained uh flying objects or whatever. Um, these like viral sensation of everyone saying that they wanted to rush Area fifty one. Oh, is that, oh, why, is yeah, that yeah. why they wanted to do that? Yeah, because they 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 thought that like you know we're gonna go in there and like get ET out. Like that's what it was. Like every alien in pop culture, they wanted to release and somehow like there are so many memes, there are so many videos. People were camping out in the desert to do this. Um, it's funny you said ET because the like images or or at least the the box of alien bodies that this person uh and i'll give his name his name is mousen jamie mousen and i'm maybe i'm butchering his name but you know he presented these aliens bodies right that he found in peru uh and he said it had like algae all over it and these bodies are like a thousand years old but the thing is that these bodies look exactly like et like imagine et elongated uh skulls it has like the three fingers and like like two eyes like it i mean it just looks exactly like et and and these are supposed to be extraterrestrials right so like they i don't i don't again i don't know if they've talked about where they think they originated from all like talks about like any kind of 
interstellar travel, anything like that, is that if somebody is traveling to you, right? And if anyone gets to us, they must have better, they have to have better tech than us, right? Yeah. Like we can, we can look out, we can't get past. We, with a manned or unmanned, um, or potentially like, you know, unmanned um, aircraft, we can't get past Mars, right? We have Voyager 1, which is the furthest anything is, the furthest object from the Earth, right? And radio waves, we've only been able to travel. I mean, radio waves are super slow, right? Like they, move, they still move at the speed of light, right? So the whole thing is that radio, because it just has a longer wave, but it'll still, it'll still move at the speed of light. It's just that when you, when you broadcast out, it's only, there's only so far that time would allow for it right now. Yeah, yeah, because radio, yeah, radio, radio waves are, um, I think one was the radio invented, even if it was 100 years ago, right? 100 light years is really far for us, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's not very far. And if some other civilization was able to get to us, land here, and be here for a thousand years, it means that they've had some sort of, it, it, they're light years ahead of us for uh, part yeah. of the nomenclature there. Yeah. And, and I mean, literally like if you think about it so so we'll talk about jb mouset a little bit more but before we do that there was a i think you you talked about the ufo in mexico right in 1947 uh there was another person uh his name was i think l Bailek or something and he found two, he said he found two alien bodies crashed in a ufo and said that they're working on a he was working on a secret government project to retrieve them called project moon dust at the time oh man! why would it be moon dust we haven't even been to the moon at this point right if you think about it yeah in the, in, in the 40s was 47, this was, yeah oh wow okay but I, that could be just a, like a code name for it i mean we still knew it was called the moon we still named it the moon at that point right yeah yeah but i mean i think that one is not that big of a mystery because we knew we were in this like weird like race with like the soviet union at I, that I time that race started at that point. no 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 the really whole, the whole big thing the big deal about the race was that we got we i don't know if it was how long it took but like late from, 50s and early 60s yeah. is when the race started yeah because like it was like one of those things where like it's it's cited pretty often is like we put a man on the moon with because like it was a unified effort by not only us but it was a race to for like power right and so within I, I, my guess is in that case like 10 years we got to the moon yeah right oh, yeah. and now and now like getting any kind of scientific research money has been has been really tough to do i mean we can talk about a lot of other ways that money is being spent these days and how you know even if a fraction of that comes to fund this kind of stuff we could we could get to mars but this may be a tangent, but do you think that let's assume that Albaylik uh, was right and they did find a UFO in 1947? Do you think uh, we use that technology to get to moon? I mean, there, there's, I don't know if it's to the moon, but it could be because there's, I mean, there's, there's lots to be learned uh, from any kind of alien. It, it, I won't use the word alien technology here, right? But there's lots to be learned from that, right? There's a lot of things you can reverse engineer, and who knows? There could be a lot of stuff that we're like propulsion, right? Like, that kind of um, moving from because like those propulsion engines could be used by you know powered by something that's more that's that we didn't have it at that point had figured out or anything like that right but I, I think the biggest thing to think about is that I, I've when you have alien technology 
it's easy to, or any kind of technology you don't understand, it's easy to scapegoat it as foreign, as alien, as something like that. But at the same time, like who's going to take, who's going to claim responsibility for it, right? Like if something, if let's say back then, if Russia crash landed in our backyard, are they going to be like, yeah, sorry, this was us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wild that how like when this information come out, comes out and the more we talk about it, how close our reality gets to the Transformers movie franchise. Why the Transformers? I, I don't know if you guys have yes. n- noticed, yes. but like we're talking about, oh, aliens landed here, helped us get to the moon. Or when we went to the moon, like, you know, in other conversations, like when we went to the moon, we made contact with some sort of other being or, or something. And that's very much something that has happened in yeah. Michael Bay's Transformer <laughs> franchise. <laughs> to, the, to the point where like, um, they, I don't know if they address in the first or the second movie or the third movie, but they're like, We've upgraded our technology based off of the technology of the Autobots, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we have this." Because I forgot the the specific energy transforming into real robots. Talking about Energon? No, no, no. Because remember, like the 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 the, um, oh my god, the the cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the first one that emitted some sort of energy, and they're like, "We have now built technology that can detect that energy, and also reverse engineered some more sophisticated." That's uh, wild. Guidance system. Don't mean to geek out on you, but that is Energon. Um, oh, is okay? <laughs> I, I, I just I thought you were saying that as a joke. I'm no, a, like, no. a jerk. <laughs> uh, no, that's Energon. Um, as someone has watched a lot of Transformers as a kid. But I think that um it's isn't it wild how similar like movies and our reality is now? Like when you when you look at this image of this alien. That is an alien you find on like cartoons, like stickers, like big head, little on the nose too, right? It's a little on the nose. Yeah, I like imagine you're like one of the first like you know like artists that like drew like aliens, what you think it's gonna be, and you're right. (laughs) Like, or, or or what if in in a more of a conspiracy theory aspect of it, what if we were communicated these images into like the, the you know the incepted those yeah, images yeah, in like, our heads the zeitgeist like that's how they communicated and like that's just how we how we got this like idea yeah and and there's a lot of talk about like you know remember we haven't been here that long humans in general right if they, and if you think about even if you think of in the scope of like let's say some civilization or some Distant civilization. I'll, I'll talk about two points here, right? One is if a distant civilization figured this, like, was able to kind of evolve and discovered electricity, right? Let's say a, a thousand years earlier than us, ten thousand years earlier than us, right? The Earth is four and a half billion years old. That is a tiny, tiny, tiny proportion of its life, and that's like less than a rounding error. And so, if a civilization figured that out, imagine what we will or can accomplish in the next 10,000 years. And if some civilization did that, and let's even raise it a billion years ahead of us, right? There's a lot of talks about how they, that's something that's happened. And also on top of that, they, they're saying that we, we've been visited multiple times. So there's a famous painting by, I think it was either Michelangelo or Da Vinci or some, somebody from the Renaissance called the Madonna. And basically there's talks that there's a, just an object in the background and they think it's a UFO. And it looks like it, they, yeah, it kind of, I mean, if you look at it, it almost looks like it's edited in there to kind of symbolize some sort of like that kind of a device or um, that kind of an aircraft. 
And it makes no sense for any kind of aerial objects to exist back then, right? Because of 1400s, 1500s. The I mean, Madonna. you're sounding more and more like uh, Mausan over here. <laughs> Dude, you, you're not going to believe me Mausan, this. <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but in 2012, uh, he claimed this again, like before showing the bodies, he claimed it again that uh, he found a body and that body was like four feet tall and had three eyes and a no nose. Now he found another set of bodies. And this time around, uh, he actually, well, he found three bodies. One, he's not showing to people. And two, he is. So the bodies he's showing, I think uh, he, he also named these things. I'm, I'm assuming he named them. But um, the, the one he's presenting is Clara and Morico. That's, that's what he named them. And then the third one is Victoria. So he sent out the DNA results, like he posted the DNA results of Victoria. And uh, so this news publication, uh, Reuters, they actually hired a scientist to look at these uh, DNA results and all these results that he's sharing. Uh, and that scientist is like, yeah, it's like a normal human being. You're telling me that <laughs> this guy found proof of aliens twice on two separate occasions just this yeah. dude like not people that spend their lives looking out into the no, sky no, no. i think the first time he said he was part of the government project that to find them and he found oh. these these bodies are found around the peru area and oh, i see okay but like i think this was the mexico's government i think this was the first time mexico's congress held this kind of a session and this guy basically wasted their time. So I think they're kind of like upset at him because, I mean, and it's funny because a lot of people who are really creative on like TikTok and Instagram, and they're also creative bakers, they actually made a cake version out of it. So the same ET looking kind of a person, <laughs> they took a fork and is it cake or not? And did like a cake or not kind of a thing and just uh... like made a cake out of it that's clever and they wasted no time with that one huh yeah it was fast it was surprised yeah i think aside from um aliens i think we need to talk about something else so let's let's try to grab one more chit and uh see where we go from there all right well i guess i guess i'm the last one here so let's see what i can pull all right oh that's a good one okay um taylor swift and you know, I, I think I think it, it says impact of Taylor Swift. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure out what what was meant here. But um, she's she's shown up a lot on like basically anywhere, right? Social media, TikTok, in the news, I everywhere. Think, I think it's she's had a big year. Yeah, her Eras tour I think did phenomenal. Uh, I think it like did some crazy numbers after like her re-releasing her album and everything. Big year for Taylor Swift, so I get the question. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting. Some good statistics to throw out there. Uh, but for example, like you know, she she's actually really good to her fans, uh, from what I hear, and she's really good to her like what what do they call themselves Swifties? Uh, yeah, Swifties. Right? So one of the one of the, like the best I think history like uh, if you guys. If you guys ever seen like the VMAs or one of the, they used to have a group, uh, an award for the best posse, and you know Taylor Swift, her her army, most I think won quite a few times, but you know the thing is that she wants it to be accessible to everybody to go to her concerts, right? And so when she releases those tickets, I think she released them at a pretty decent price. Like I mean I don't I don't know I, I don't go to concerts that often, but 
like if I think about like general admission being like 50 bucks, I mean, it goes up pretty high, but yeah, yeah. you know, being at 50 bucks, um, <laughs> that seems like a good deal to me. Um, I mean, secondary markets are a little bit tricky because, you know, you, immediately you're going to scalp them. I had an old coworker that did pay that, mm-hmm. but you know, I, let me geek out here a little bit for you guys before, before I kind of hand it over. But basically like her impact to the economies is wild. All right. So like I, I did some mock-ups here and basically like if you were to go to like the cities where she goes, right. She has, you know, you have to buy a flight. You have to, for most cases, you have to buy a flight, stay in a hotel, et cetera. Cause people are flying to see her. She's bringing in that weekend, a couple hundred million dollars in like business. And that's like, that's crazy wild. And that's not only to her concert, right? Her concert's a big portion because um, people are spending loads of money to be there. But like, that's, I mean, for real, real that's talk, That's a Super right? Bowl, like, a Super Bowl in every city. Yeah. And, and that's like a weekend. And I mean, she's been, she's gonna be doing this until, um, I think this tour ends for, for now, at least end of next year. So that's wild yeah. end of next year i saw some dates going into november of next year i mean you can't buy anything for this year on i don't think you primary. can buy anything for next year either. next next year might be all secondary and even then it's like i, I don't understand it you know i mean i i like her some of her old stuff i, I don't know have you, do you guys listen to her music or have you guys heard any of the new I've, stuff? I've heard i've heard her music i've um i've heard her new album like you know the ones with like taylor's version of things and um I, I'm just looking at like ticket prices, and I know she she started selling them from like you know the range is fifty dollars to five hundred, and on a secondary prices these tickets are going from starting at five hundred, all the way up to seven thousand dollars. Oh, seven thousand dollars? Are we talking like U.S. dollars? This 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 is just a wide range. Yeah, yeah. Wait, this is U.S. dollars this or is USD? A Turkish money or something like? That? <laughs> no, this is not. Like the Croatian kuna, like this is not like the Canadian dollars. Okay, so no, this is USD, seven thousand of them. Man, that's crazy. That's wild. So, okay, so I have two stories about Taylor Swift concert. Uh, my wife's uh, high school friend, she's actually a big uh, Swifty, and she has basically been to a lot of the concerts i think she's she's one of those people who have actually been to her house as well because she, i think taylor swift calls them over uh like the top f- fans or whatever and uh, yeah she has been to like i think three or four of the eras tour and i'm like it's the same thing why are you going three or four times but that was even my question if yeah it's, if it's even worth it yeah is someone told her about spotify <laughs> yeah right like it's it's like a student plan you could get it for like ten dollars a month like <laughs> wow yeah um, yeah and the other thing is uh one of my colleagues at work he also went to a taylor swift concert in vegas so he couldn't find anything in the city he was uh he lives in but he f- went to the one in vegas with his wife and a couple of friends and this guy i don't think he's i don't think he's even a big music lover <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I think that's what it is, right? Like we said that two hundred million, like a hundreds of millions like dollar figure in revenue for the cities. I think half of these people are traveling to go to these cities. Yeah. To see this. And it just it it's just so inspirational. Like I've I've had like, you know, I've seen videos of literal cities shaking. 
because of like the the uproar and fans uh that like the Holy sound cow. that they make yeah. during the concert like it's like that like i think previously you said it's a super bowl and i think that's a very accurate because there are fans that like you know who can't really afford the tickets or didn't get a chance to buy these tickets that they tailgate this concert there are people that wait outside in their cars out of these stadiums and tailgate Taylor Swift's concerts. Wait, so they follow, like, and I'm, I'm assuming this means multiple cities. So they'll follow her to multiple cities and never, never go inside. Yeah, some people will. At face value, I would say that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because like, you're going to all these cities. You're not, it's significantly cheaper for you too, right? You're not spending $1,000 to 1500 every single time you're going in. Yeah. And... And you're still getting the same experience, like because because what 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 that number I gave you doesn't account for is all the other stuff, right? What happens outside of the concert because of her being there? Yeah, and and that's the, that's the thing that I don't know how you how you get that value out of it, but like I will say, you know, and actually a fun fact: uh, Taylor and I share a birthday. Whoa, that's cool. I mean, wow. she's she's a little younger than me, but um, yeah. So why, how do you feel that like no one's lined up to see you like this? You know, uh, the first few years after she made her, her thing, I was like, you know what, this hurts. But after that, you get used to it a little bit, right? When, when, no, when, when random people on the street aren't wishing you happy birthday on your birthday, uh, you, you kind of get it. You get the yeah. message at some point, you know? So here's a fun fact for you. Uh, and this one's just for you. Uh, Taylor Swift has broken more records than a marvel movie the spider-man movie so you're not as good as spider-man or taylor swift why does it why does the spider-man thing hurt me more than the taylor thing though <laughs> i don't know why i don't think it should he lost his <laughs> uncle you you have a you have a good nice family so the fact that um, taylor swift i mean i like i will you know when she released some of her older stuff i really enjoyed like she was all over the radio right and back when i used to listen to the radio it was, it was a welcome sight there's this viral uh, not a challenge, but like it's uh, it, it's a thing like a ritual or that all fans try to do at a concert is they try to see uh, how Taylor's coming into their concert. So like there has been um, there has been times where Taylor has been snuck in in a box like a big audio box and like you know they oh, wheel so she steers into this yeah so like they wheel her in with her security guard and everyone's like oh that must be it or that must be it <laughs> but like okay that's dope yeah I, that's so cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that, I want that kind of fan base, that is man. A, that is a plus one for sure. Yeah, for Taylor in my book. But so, imagine if this was like not a thing. <laughs> like she has just been chilling backstage all this time, and all <laughs> just her messing with all the fans. Yeah, like, and all her fans are like, "Yeah, you know those wires in that box? That's Taylor." <laughs> oh my god, that that changes everything. I thought she like I thought she would show up, whatever, and right before he goes into her wardrobe or um her dressing room or whatever it is. She Bandit comes deal. out and it's like, haha, this is it. This is how I, this is how I made it. Dude, they don't get they don't get the answer. They don't get the answer, man. No, they they have no answer. Like it's not like a game it's of Where's a, Waldo. This is just them guessing how she's entering the stadium. Wow. I, I don't I don't know what to say to that. I, I that that sounds so painful to me. Like there's no payoff to this. But Taylor is super bossy. Is that what you're she she is blue balling all of her fans every single time. That's wild because like majority of them are female. <laughs> well, that's uh... <laughs> uh, so 
I want to nerd out a little bit about like some of the tech stuff that Taylor also has for a concert. Like they take concerting to the next level. So at a, at a YouTube video from Cleo Abraham, but basically she has the same stage and all the components instead of so most people they would have you know move all of the equipment and stuff right after the concert is done and uh by the time it gets to the next place uh and setup is done but with taylor's that's not the case i think uh she has created like two or three of the same items of everything and so she's created like two or three versions of this and then they would leave from the city as she's uh, concerting that same day and go to like two locations at a time. And they would start building uh, the next setup, like like sets up and winding down for the old ones as well. So things are constantly moving. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like next level of planning and processing. Of- yeah, so her logistics game is next level. Yeah, literally. Wow. Her, yeah, and she's also using like the same LED wristband things, like for uh, basically entering that Coldplay and Lady Gaga, Gaga had too. But she's also elevating that experience and like having like the weirdest light patterns and oh, stuff yeah. on the wrist. So everything just everything. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you could see like a lit up stadium of eighty thousand people with this wristband. Yeah. Um, like it, it it's wild, and so. Back to your pre- our, our previous comment, like, why do these people go to so many concerts or different concerts in different cities? So she has made it this exclusivity thing where each concert has two songs, either on acoustic guitar or a piano that are a surprise. Ooh. So each set is not the same as the previous one. And it's also like a cool, fun little um, experience where different celebrities come on uh to the shows like for each show it's like i know one of them like just in the, like the general admission were the stars of Grey's anatomy because they themselves couldn't get tickets like aaron Rodgers was there like all these big stars have come up for the tour and you could interact them interact with them pretty much like regular people because like just like for Swifties, it's just as hard for them to get tickets it's so crazy that taylor is the celebrity for the celebrities like that's so cool like I, I wish i could ever like you know ever be at that level i know man that'd be fun hella jealous about this oh yeah no i i just think that it's it's insane that the previous level excitement excitement that like people had like like you know globally beloved celebrity before taylor that like i could put in comparison was michael jackson that's not bad yeah it's not bad. Um, and I never thought that I would put, like, you know, I, and I think multiple people would never thought that, like, you know, the king of pop would be in the same category as a, as a girl that, you know, started in country and came yeah. out of country. You yeah. know, and well, people yeah. forget that. Yeah. People forget was, that she was, came from country. Well, it was, that, was a, that was a controversial topic because she wanted to be a country singer. She wanted to be labeled as a country singer, but more and more her music was, like, not fitting it. So, like the fan, not not I don't I don't know if it's the fans, but the music industry has shifted her to pop and said, "Hey, you you're not a country singer." And I think that's probably why she does a lot of the acoustic stuff because that can that makes it a little bit easier to kind of sway that way. But um, one thing, one thing about uh, you know all this, I will say is that like yeah, you said like Taylor being the um, you know comparable to Michael Jackson, etc. 
this this will date me a little bit, but there was a whole thing way back when when Napster first came out, and one of the biggest complaints of Napster was you get the music for free, right? Now, I mean, I know that there's a subscription model, et cetera, that you can get the music and you just pay a monthly fee. But where's the talk about how, like, because the whole thing was, if you make good music, people will come to your concerts, people will buy your merch and everything like that. Metallica, Lars, I think Lars Ulrich, I think is the main, the, one of the main guys who showed, like, was kind of against Napster and like a lot of celebrities were too. He didn't think that was good enough. And here's Taylor doing exactly that. People are coming out to see her. People are going like above and beyond just to, just to be near her, right? That's kind of a telling sign that you've made something. And, and I, I will say that like, as much as I don't want to say it, she's, one of the, she's, she's going to be classified as one of the singers of our generation, one of the great singers of she's our generation. She's going to be a legend. She's yeah. definitely going to be a legend. So Artist, I'll call her. Artist. I just want to say that like, her Eras tour has grossed almost a billion dollars. Just, just the concert. Just the con- the tours, and wow. she I, from from what I'm reading, I like a billion dollars. Billion dollars, yeah, yeah, and like she's in that does conversation. That include, does that include merch? I, I don't know if it tells you that, but I'd be curious. I I don't know. Maybe, um, not, maybe not. To be honest with you, but it's just that wild. I think it, 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 it's a statement to say when having a conversation about um, you know aliens the great roman empire and like new technology like cutting edge technology no matter how you know minor tweaks we we would think this would blow our mind yeah i think that's a really nice way to like end this i just want everyone to think and ponder a little bit about a billion dollars being made from of touring and concerts yeah, yeah. That's wild. That hits, that hits a little bit different now. Yeah. Put that way. Well, thanks for joining us, Chitheads. Uh, see you next time. All right. Peace thanks. out. Adios. Thank you for listening to our podcast. See you again, Chitheads. <laughs>